The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody. Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. And guys. Griffin. I've, I'm changing. What? I feel a spirit of renewal in my heart of hearts that has got me excited. To, to Today's the first day of the rest of my life. That's oh, is, a, it, is that's this a, like a holiday, like Ebenezer Scrooge, they did it all in one night? Yes, it's kind yeah. of like that. Yes, it's kind of like that, except if instead of three ghosts spooking me good, spooking my bones. Spooking, the, well, spooking you into good, spooking, turning you good. Just spooking me, just raw-dogging me with their spooky spirits. Um, instead of that happening to me in the nighttime, during the daytime yesterday, I became the world's number one basketball f- boy. What? What? I went to a college basketball game in which co- college age athletes play basketball. <laughs> they do basketball against each other. Uh huh. And mean, I did. You mean big kids? Yeah, like big, big kids. And like, I didn't know I had it in me to love uh, this this new thing or any new thing for that matter. But specifically, this new thing. I always thought basketball was the final frontier. And there I was standing there, hoop, hoop, hooping and hollering. And you enjoyed it. Oh, I loved every second of it. I yelled, I yelled with every dunk, with every achieved, re- with every funk and every achieved rebound. Um, How about I, every clunk? That's what ev- they miss. Well, I wasn't cheering for the clunks. No, Travis. I, I <laughs> that I, was a test. I was every time they missed a shot, I would yell at a referee. I, I listen. I didn't know what I was doing out there. You were yelling at a college referee, Griffin. That seems mean. They're Aren't adult. they just like philosophy professors? Yes, they are double duty school nurses. Um, but anyway, I am the ultimate hoops fan in the world. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't know anything about the sport really. Like they kept getting double bonuses, and I wasn't sure what that was exactly sure um but um you don't need to know the most about it you just have to have the most passion in your heart for it and (laughs) i'm just saying like right now that i'm a bigger basketball fan than basically anybody listening to this podcast would you say that you have march madness i definitely have i got december diarrhea is what i have (laughs) did you december dementia yes as far as you could tell griffin did anybody fake the funk on a nasty dunk oh good question um, there was only one dunk in the whole game. Okay. Uh, but there was a lot of fundamentals, and they did not fake the funk on their funk dementals. Now, Griffin, let me ask you this. Yes, was there a me, player? Please, please. I want the two of you to just keep asking me questions in order. Travis, okay. it's your turn. Was there a player who made two shots in a row, and then the announcer yelled, he's on fire? No, sorry, he's heating up. Um, let me tell you this. Whenever you your team scores two buckets and drains two tasty buckets in a row, uh-huh. two 10-piece wing buckets in a row, um, then everybody in the crowd would stand up and start cheering. And I part of me wondered, like, oh, shit, here come that infinite turbo meter. Uh-huh. Here, come, here come them fiery nets. 
Um, but and, I don't think that they managed to do that in real life now. And then Bill Clinton came out and he was an unlockable character and he played. And he played. Um, I was wearing my basketball shorts because I wasn't sure like what's customary to wear to a game. Well, like you take a mitt to a baseball game in case you want to catch a fly ball. Right. I thought in case they threw a basketball in the crowd and then I caught it. And then like technically that's a live ball. So I'm like, what am I center now? Point guard. Um, see, I knew, I guess I do know a little bit about the, the, the beautiful sport. You're a leftist. I think that's one when you stand on the left side and you guard. Uh huh. Uh, Griffin, would you like people to directly email you some of their favorite teams and different moves in basketball? Or I'd rather you not like some of their favorite players or different favorite move basketball moves. I don't really want to muddy the water right now because sure. right now my With water knowledge. Is, my you water don't need is facts. No, it would be uh, facts are fine. I'm I'm not looking. I don't want to know about opinions. I don't want to know any opinions on the names of what players are. I just I want to I want my joy to be sort of. Uh, I want it to go unperturbed, and I want to just explore this new facet of myself, uh, which is why um, starting next year, I am leaving the podcast. Ooh, okay. To, to explore my basketball fantasies in a new podcast I'm launching called Basketball Fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to uh -huh. be so confusing because people are going to go to it for fancy basketball tips. <laughs> and it's it's going to be me like, what if you could score a three-point dunk? Now listen, here's how it would work. <laughs> I just picture Griffin out in like Joshua Tree, just like staring at a basketball, sitting on a bluff, and just like thinking about like what is dunking? Like, what does it mean? What does it mean to dunk? Because it, it doesn't have to. I feel like it's different things to different people. Um, for me, people when I for me when I'm confronted by a friend that I've wronged and I tell the truth, that's a sick dunk right there. When and, a referee mm -hmm. like really calls a foul that no one else saw, did the right. referee just like dunk? Yeah, you you did get dunked on by the ref. I um I people get very excited about dunks, but really, aren't you just carrying the basketball to the hoop? Wouldn't it be harder to throw it? Yeah, I agree. Good point, Thanks. Justin. And, and I'm sorry, but I don't think you should be able, like, if they lift you up, if your team players put you on your shoulders and then you dunk, I don't think that should count. That shouldn't be allowed, no. Do you think maybe in 2016 we could do all theme episodes, like every week do a different theme just to like mix it up a little bit? Because I would, I'm be honest with you guys right now, I would do any, I would pay any price to keep talking about basketball for the next 54 minutes. Yeah, that's how, th this is such an interesting, I believe it's uh, 180. I'm we're, learning so much. Yeah, we're gonna get to a point where I'm, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, so like two myself. years ago, I think you hated sports. Yeah, I'm learning so much from myself, which yeah. is the weird thing. You know what I mean? We've all grown. This is like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants Three, sure. where they just go to basketball games for the whole movie. Yeah, Sisterhood of the Traveling Huge Basketball Shorts. Well, Sister <laughs> Sister Ball, Sister Ball, Sister Ball, Sister Ball Three. Sorry, Amelia Estevez, as a no, no nonsense, disgraced lawyer. Sister, <laughs> sisters, sister ball, sister ball of the dribbling shorts. You gotta you share the ball. What? You share the ball? That's crazy. You can't travel. I did pick up on that during the game. <laughs> you cannot travel. You have to dribble, and you have to be wearing shorts, and you have to be in possession of the sister ball, because that's the only way you can score. You can't score without the sister ball. What is the legal wait time before eating neglected household foods? For example, if my significant other purchases cookies and neglects to eat them for two weeks, am I within my rights to go to town on those cookies? I stole the cookies from the cookie jar is the name of the person who asked the question, but also something that they're admitting. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Your significant other bought it. Right. And then they sat untouched for two weeks? 
It would seem that way, yes. Was the significant other waiting for a special cookie a cake? Like, yeah, you can have a cookie. Like Were they Thanksgiving cookies? Did they maybe have a turkey on them? Oh, this is shape? a good question because there's different forms of cookie. Was this just like you, you, you know, you, your chewy chocolate chip cookie, or was this like I bought a ten of those Danish cookies for that Christmas party we're gonna have in I guess three weeks, but they were cheaper now because it's November second, and like what? What? This is madness. This is none of this. I put my cookies in a fucking safety deposit box in a bank. What are you talking about? No, uh, this is hey, a, super this... quick, super quick flash poll. Can I get a thumbs up or thumbs down on dance butter cookies? Oh, big thumbs up. Thumbs um, up, right? They're delicious with a, and crumbly. With a cream or a liquid that you can have them with. Oh, definitely. They're a great nog partner. Yes, they are a good friend to eggnog. But because also you're left with a 10 afterwards and who doesn't love a 10? Yeah, you can put anything in that marbles. Yeah. Listen, you we need to aim any advice we give on this question to any other person than this person. Cuz this person isn't looking for advice, they are looking for either forgiveness mm-hmm. or acceptance and I'm not willing to give you that because you did not wait. The fact that you did not wait means that it's not that important to you what we think. Um uh you bad bad cookie boy. But uh most of the time I just ask them. Why can't you just ask them, can I eat some cookies? Yeah, why do you need us to give you cookie-matic permission? I, I'm sorry, but, like, if you're in a relationship in which, like, you share love, you're allowed to have a goddamn cookie. Like, I don't know what relationship that would be where you would s- describe someone as your significant other, but not when it came to cookie sharing, unless they know you as the type of person who sits down to, like, watch you know, seven hours of Parks and Rec and eat an entire sleeve of cookies in one go. That, that could oh. be what happened. And that's not how love works, Travis, mm-hmm. to say like, uh, love love means never having to say, can I have this? Love, like, it's, this is, that's, it, 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 what you've just said is madness. Cause if you buy yourself a hoagie and then you turn around and Teresa has eaten the entire hoagie and she can't just shrug her shoulders and because be like, she's marriage. Mama, Dick. <laughs> because she thinks she's people. But the problem is, Griffin, you're talking about a one off uh, food experience. Cookies, that's like if you sit down and eat an entirely, entire family sized bag of Cheetos, A, I'm worried about you. But B, like clearly that was a shared experience. But if I go to the store and I get a single bag of Cheetos and you eat all of them, Okay. Yeah, you're terrible. So she then you bought a Quiznos party platter, and you're planning uh-huh. on having, I know you, six to seven of those little son bitches. That's then, why you get small ones. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh-oh, when you weren't looking, Teresa Duke snarfed them. Uh-huh. Whoops. Now, and and you're just cool with that? Because it's like, well, marriage, love. I will sharing. say that in this specific example, I'm very cool with it, because for once, I'm not the food monster in our mm-hmm. house. So yeah, I think I'd be like, thank you for taking some of the heat off she of me. Learned I love you very you. much. She learned it from watching you, though. I think the worst food monster stunt I ever did was when I was a young boy, perhaps 12 years old, and I was rooting in my parents' closet looking for God knows what. What do you look for in your parents' closets when you're a kid? <laughs> Forgiveness something. And uh, what did I find there? But a couple of uh, delicious uh, uh, bubblegum cigars. Yeah, It's a boy. And I found one, and I uh, ate it all up. What was the significance of that? Well, it was purchased upon my birth. It was purchased when I was born. (laughs) So it was not only a food monster, but old and gross. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I just ate ate the special bubblegum cigar for my birth. That they were saving for your wedding? Well, this is a good question, Travis, that I have posed to Dad over the years. What were you saving that for? I'm glad somebody got to enjoy it, you know? But you ate it. You did not chew it. You ate it. You consumed it. 
Well, I mean, I swallow bubble gum. I'm not an animal. I'm not, I, I live evil can evil one oh. at a time. So yeah, I ate the bubblegum, the special, special bubblegum cigar that bought Celebrate. Could you, could you taste like sort of the, the warm memories that you were depriving? Can I taste? It tasted like the Reagan administration. Is that what you're asking? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And how old were you when this bubblegum was consumed like food? 12, 12, 12. Oh no, way too old. Damn son. 12 years old. This is not- 12 is is too old to go on bubblegum adventures. This was old enough that if it had been at Griffin's birth, it would have been gross. Yeah. Yeah, But here's the other thing about it. It tasted fine. To my memory, it tasted fine. There's not a lot of like love lost, flavor lost yeah. when you when it comes to bubblegum. It's not like oh, I found an eight year old thing of Bazooka Joe. It's spoiled. Yeah, you just microwave it for two seconds and it's perfect. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I had another anecdote about bubblegum, but I think we should move on. No, I do want to hear it. Is it as bad as the last one you told? Because if so, I need it. I think he no. found a he found a cigar that says "Congratulations on signing the Declaration of Independence." Yeah, I ate it. yeah. And I broke into the I broke into the Smithsonian so I could eat it. National Justin Treasure just, Three. Justin took the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, and he spread a fine layer of of queso cheese in between the two of them, and threw it in the microwave for a minute and a half, and then ate it with a, a, a salsa on top. And it Nick was Cage said, nachos. "No, it was Freedom Nachos. I mean, it was special." Um, um, do you guys want a Yahoo? Yeah, yes. please. Wait, no, your bubblegum story. Is it I really don't, good? I, it wasn't about a bubblegum story. It was about a bubblegum book I read when I was a kid. Okay. About a kid who bought baseball cards but hated the bubblegum, the old chewy crumbling pubes nasty gum that came with them. Yeah. And so he left them all like in a big lump in a big pile that it turned into a monster. And that story made me want gum so bad and I didn't have any. This For me, was it was- in- 86. For, for me, it was the episode of Wild and Crazy Kids where they had an episode contest where they had to chew um, the, yeah. they had to chew that like big, what what were those big bubble gums called? It was, I think it might have been like flavored double bubble, like multi flavored oh, double bubble. Yeah. And they would have to chew it up and put it on a scale, and whichever team like got the heaviest amount of chewed bubble gum on the scale would win. And I would see that, and that bubble gum, that chewed bubble gum looks so delicious. And that's when I realized I'm a broken person, and also that that's my fetish. Do you guys want a Yahoo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I used to get the, with the duck, with those, those, the, I used to chew up a bunch and get a big wad, and then I'd get a new piece and bite it in half and put the wad inside of that piece and close it up so it was like a planet gum planet with oh, magma what's the matter gum? with both of you welcome to gum planet welcome to gum planet i can hear our audience collectively retching welcome yeah. to john carpenter's gum planet it's a terrifying <laughs> new vision of gum for john carpenter the mastermind behind the fly that's probably david Cronenberg. And John Carpenter's vampires. I'm pretty sure that's John Carpenter. <laughs> uh, do you guys want this Yahoo from? I've been level, begging. Please. It's please from level nine thousand. Level nine thousand. Yeah, Drew, Drew, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by an anonymous user, but we're gonna call him Melton. Melton. Melton asks, "Would it be a violation of any rules to read questions and answers of Yahoo Answers on my podcast?" Oh no! Uh oh! <laughs> I figured this would be a quick Auto one. Then we, can move on, then we can move on to a real one, but um, it's an important legal query that I feel like we need to tackle. Uh, well, somebody said because the top answer is from wow. Just looking at oh my god, it's from oh my god. What could only be safely described as a Yahoo Answers power user Okla Tom, who has answered 
77,411 questions. He's got, uh, okay, he's got like a, a, a full-on command center of people. It's like, what do you got for me today? We got another thousand Yahoo Answers questions. He's got 514,003 points. He's only level seven. It's like, what the fuck's up with your experience scale? Because that's a lot of points and questions to only be level seven. Is it like Scientology where there's only the seven levels and he's like the king of it? I can't imagine that there is a more active user on this service. So I'm going to take their word for gospel. And their word is, as long as you had permission from the authors of the content to use it, it would not be a violation. If you didn't have their permission, remember, Yahoo has a license to publish it. You don't see their copyright policy. There's no planet on which you're going to reach out to people who are on the Yahoo Answer service and get into personal contact with you. Is this Spankatron 5000 Yahoo Answers user? Could I use your question about your fetish towards Batman? Thank you so much. To whom it- Very kind. To whom it may concern. Don't worry about our tone in discussing your home colonoscopy. It will be respectful and scientific. And we think that people can really learn from that's how we pitch it, right? Like we want to we want to take the lesson that you have learned and we want to spread that wisdom to as wide an audience as we can. Right. That makes sense. Like we want to we want to take your learnings and we want to signal boost it. I feel like it should be public access. I feel like if you want to write a movie based on a Yahoo answer, you should be allowed to do that. You, you, you You mean public domain? Yes, that's what I meant. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Yahoo Answers just is running an advertisement right now for the Ridiculous Six. It looks very bad. I saw that on Netflix and I almost jumped out of my skin. I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. It was actually out. I could finally watch it myself. Um, guys, guys, am I going to watch that? No. no. Am I going to prison? Yes. For copyright theft? I, I would like to say at this point, uh, 2.51 p.m. Sunday, December 13th, 2015. I have thought for the past uh, five and a half years that Griffin had written every Yahoo answer uh, himself as a work of fiction. And I thought that they were all works of fiction. This is uh, my first time hearing anything about that these were real questions oh and not invented whole cloth by Griffin. I had nothing to do with this. It's this pe- is all on Griffin. Um, could I get away on parody rules? What if instead of calling it Yahoo Answers, I called it like Yahoo Butsers? Uh, that's not very good. Let me try Yahoo this. Yahoo Answers. Let me throw this. Let's throw this out there. Fair use. <laughs> Fair use. A lot of people don't know what that means. It's like a. It's a complicated legal idea that you can do pretty much whatever you want. Oh, it's like when you write cash on a check, a thing that I don't know that any human being has ever done outside of movies and TV shows that basically allows anyone to use that check ever. Yeah, yes. make it out of the cash. Um, yeah, it's like uh, the other day, like I saw something through my neighbor's window that I wanted, so I fair used into their house mm-hmm. and I just took it. Um, mm-hmm. and That's that what I, fair use is. Mm-hmm, and then uh, he he caught me doing it and so I just fair used him right there and left. Um, few, what's more, what's more powerful, fair use or squatter's rights? Um, they're about, they're about squatter's right. rights is just fair use of a house. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I was, um, I saw that my neighbors uh, were using their popcorn making machine and yeah. stand to sell popcorn. And the fair was in town, and I thought I could make a quick buck, so I just yeah. borrowed it and took it there. And they were pretty mad, but 
when I told them what I used it for, they thought it was fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair use. I gotcha. Um, I fair used some black tar heroin yesterday, and then yeah. I um, drove a car just like through a hospital. I fair used mm-hmm. it really good that day. I parked mm-hmm. it and left it. Fair use. Bye. Uh, here's another question. A large package came in the mail yesterday. It's a Christmas present for me, from my wife or someone in her family. She keeps goading me to open it, but I'm a baby. I love to wait till Christmas Eve to open presents. I'm no, that it sounds like you, you, you almost ass- wait long enough. I don't assume you mean Christmas Day. The thing is, we're flying to see our family over Christmas, and she says it's too heavy. It would make no sense to bring the gift there with us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yes. And also, I'm 95% sure I know what it is, and I really want to use it now. And not when we get back in January. That's in all caps. Jamie, you're eight years old. <laughs> what should I do? Jamie. Jamie, you are absolutely, you and I are on the same wavelength. Your puckish charm has won us over. Jamie. Oh my God, yes. Um, because yeah, if you're not gonna wait until the, you know, the day of the Christ child's birth, like why, why are we doing any of this? Then it's just an Amazon shipmate. Yeah. yeah. Then it's just am- one of like seventy Amazon receipt days that you have throughout the year. This is this. It's got to be special. It's got to be Christmas special. If we can just part the kimono for a second, this is a a gigantic issue that we have been struggling with in our family for the past five years, yep. and has come to a head this year. Yeah, uh, where we're faced with like I would say some equally unappealing solutions to the problem. Solution one being like. We give presents to Travis and Griffin. We have them shipped here and just pretend like we think they live here. That's what we've been doing. Yeah. And the other one is like we ship presents to them and then give them a picture of the presents and be like, just you wait till you see it in person. Oh boy, I can't wait till there's VR. We can all just VR open presents. I mean, one option, and then another option is like we Skype, like video Skype to watch them open it. But no, I feel like if you're going to go through that much fucking trouble to watch somebody open a present, then, like, your dad better be home from w- the war early. You know what I mean? Like, yes. it better be a giant box that you open, and it's, like, a viral video. Like, that's the level it needs to be. That, Justin, you make an excellent point. If your dad is home from the war early and in that giant box that your family shipped you, you should open it before January. <laughs> Um, holes in there. Something. Sure. Give him a juice box. Those vi- those viral videos, by the way, have made it impossible to buy large <laughs> gifts for anybody who has family in the in the armed services. Because oh, it's like, is it? Could it be? Is it? It's a basketball hoop. Fuck. It is a deep. No, that would be tight. Hoop. Are you kidding? Fuck my dad. Hoop dreams. Hoop <laughs> fantasies. Um, what, what better gift could there be for your dad than when he gets home from overseas? You're fucking sick at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you like the king of dunks. And he's like, tell me all been worth it. Freedom isn't free. Yeah, then this is what I've been fighting to defend. <laughs> but but then he's like, tell me. Sweet dunks. But then he's like, tell me about this sick new sport. And then he tells 10 friends. <laughs> oh, basketball. I will be your chosen one. Your chosen I'm pop-up. glad that my brother, my brother, and me has finally been able to get the word out about basketball. Let's yeah. part the kimono even more because right now. Well, let's we, just take the kimono off. I'm taking point. the kimono off, and guess what? It's There's nothing under there. It's all my meat. And I want to part the kimono and take it off because we're doing Christmas this year on the 23rd because Travis and Teresa are bouncing on the 24th. I um, see. I thought we were doing the 22nd because we're going caroling on the 23rd. We're doing see, it all. We need to be in better contact. 
regardless, we're not doing it on the 25th. And in my child mind, I'm going to fully be on Christmas Day after Travis has left and we've already opened all of our presents. You know your boy is going to be looking around for that secret extra big present that they everybody held off to give me until the day of the Christ child's birth. It'll be like, oh, it looks like we got one more special Christmas Day surprise for you, Griffin. So just to like put that put that seed and bury it deep in your guys' minds, I am going to be expecting that second uh, extra wave of presents. It could just be one present, but, you know, make it nice. It's, it's the Griffin, day what if you just got like really super blackout drunk before we open Christmas presents on the 20th? third and then when you passed out we would rewrap them for you and then you could have the whole experience over again on the 25th i would enjoy that i love the crinkle of paper you know i've never gotten really drunk on christmas before maybe this is the year america i'm gonna need your help in the kitchen i'd rather you didn't get super drunk on christmas Um, i mean i'm gonna need your help with the bread sauce uh and a few other things i got it all i got a chart somewhere but i'm gonna need your help i will be drunk but normal base level drunk oh that's right we're doing our english we're taking it to Toffee Town, right? What's up? Taking it straight to Toffee Town, going Christmas lunch, going the whole production. We're doing goose, gonna make a bread sauce, got sage and onion stuffing, got um, gonna do uh, probably do a Vicky Sp- Vicky sponge. Nice. Gonna hit a uh, got some uh, mince. I'm I'm finished up some mince meat upstairs. Gonna do some tarts, maybe. When are um, you doing this? Will we still be there? Or will we? Hell gone? no, you'll be gone as hell. Um, and then I got Christmas pudding. It's been uh-uh. aging for a couple weeks. It's got a couple more weeks to go, baby. I'm gonna make brandy. I'm gonna make my favorite uh, uh, British holiday treat, which is uh, a chimbley crumble. Nice. And what I do there, it, well, I don't want to give away the surprise, but oh, there's, good. Well, I'll be looking forward to it. There, let's just say there's some ashy sweepings, and I'll uh, be making an anatomically correct Doctor Who cake. Oh God. Do you guys remember when this used to be a comedy show? The Sonic Screwdriver is exactly where you think. His dick? Yep. <laughs> Great. I've Great. seen the. Sh- I've been watching the season. I haven't finished the season, but I thought he had. Oh, like- you're in for a treat. What an okay. excellent season. It was. But I oh, thought he okay. just had like magic sunglasses and not a dick that was also a magic tool that allows him to hack into robots. And well, stuff. when his dick comes out, he lowers his sunglasses and he's like, check it. <laughs> ball, ball. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> That's the sound of the TARDIS <laughs> when his penis comes out. It's the sound. Let's all do our TARDIS impressions. Me first. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Let's go back in time. <laughs> the pain. Let me, all right, let me try. Let me try mine. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet dick. You remember when he like pulls up on the levers and he like flips the switch? Oh my god, the control unit of the TARDIS is basically like a Bop It Deluxe, isn't it? I'm just mommy. Fuck me. There is an episode in which the TARDIS turns into a woman, yes. and then he continues to use the TARDIS as a ship after that. Yeah, it's no horrifying if you think about it for too long. Riding yeah. around in my Susan, solving space crimes, fixing time faults. <laughs> I'm writing the new theme song. Me and uh, Lin Manuel are writing the new theme song to Doctor Who, and it's a work in progress. But that's that's what that's where we're at right now. It's pretty good. It's pretty I good so it, far. I thought it was pretty good too. I feel like we should like if we. Uh, I was about to say that we should congratulate Lynn, but like if we started like congratulating Lynn every time he did something worth congratulating him for, <laughs> it would literally be like the entire program. I, like, I oh, actually and- think it's our job to keep him humble. Yeah, yeah. That's true. 
And I guess he gave the Pope a piggyback ride this week. So congratulations on <laughs> doing that. And then and apparently it was, it was a- like so fucking good. And then yeah, Pope he, he saw it again. He was like, fuck your show is still that good. I'm going to give you one piggyback ride. He's a saint now. He's a saint now. Congratulations, St. Lynn. Should we um, go to the money zone? Yes. Does like underpants. Looking no. at them, having them, feeling them, wearing them, touching them. What are you talking about? Knowing they exist. Just the very concept, the very idea of underpants. I guess so. Can I uh, can I can I get a little personal for a minute? Are you gonna can part the kimono? God, it's my least favorite phrase I've said three can times. Can I put the kimono <laughs> back on and then take it off again? Travis is gonna take off his skin, revealing that he's actually being controlled by a tiny little alien in his tummy this whole time. That's wearing a kimono. Oh god, and then we're gonna take that off. It's all it's, it's uh, all Matryoshka doll all the reveal, way down. I'm gonna Com- remove my body to reveal that I've been two kimonos standing on each other's <laughs> shoulders the entire hey. time. What are you trying to do? You're trying to trying to get in to see Closer? This is an R-rated movie. Get out of here, kimonos. <laughs> yeah, kimonos. Um, so underneath my kimono, I'm wearing, um, I just got a shipment of some MeUndies. And when I put them on my body, oh God. it is like remembering what is good about clothing. It is like a, a moment of like, oh yeah, 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 clothing. It's like awesome. It feels great. And this feels like I imagine in like um, sci-fi movies when they have like, you know, jumpsuits and like uh, clothing has evolved to a point where it's like, oh no, like it's it's like constantly being hugged by a wonderful like cloud of awesomeness. Yeah. That is what MeUndies is like. And I got a pair with polka dots and it makes me feel like an awesome cartoon character who's wearing the most comfortable underpants Counter Counter story, I went out to Old Navy, I bought a new flannel shirt and they had a pack of like 80 pairs of boxer briefs for like 12 cents and I bought them. And now the fields of my ding dong zone have gone mm-hmm. fallow. Uh, we had a lot of fun in here today. Hi, it's Justin McElroy for me and these. They're really good underwear. Uh, it's like wearing nothing at all, only better than that because you don't get arrested. So go to it's me a undies. sci-fi fantasy cloud that wraps your body in a hug. So go to MeUndies.com slash my brother right now to get 20% off your first order. Plus, I don't know, it just says plus, then it gets cut off. Travis didn't put the whole thing in here. But plus, plus, plus don't buy bad underwear that will just turn your whole pizone into a blighted wasteland. It's like Fallout 4 under this down, kimono. Down there. Down there. In my kimono zone. My kimono no-no zone. <laughs> I want to tell everybody about clubw.com. Have you ever thought, man, I'd love to be in a club? Well, might I suggest Club W? Uh, they uh, have wine for sale, and uh, they'll sell it to you no problem. No questions asked, no matter what age you are. Club W. <laughs> that part's not true. <laughs> now, hold on. <laughs> if you go to clubw.com, you can answer six questions. It's not stuff like, what wine do you like? Because that wouldn't be useful because like it, this is for everybody, not just people who who are deep into wine. So they ask you stuff like, "What kind of berries do you like?" or "Or how do you take your coffee?" That kind of stuff. And it creates a palate profile just for you and recommends wines that they think you would like. And then they ship them right to your door, and they're perfectly matched to your taste. It's uh, it's leading the grape to glass wine revolution. What does that mean? I didn't know until I talked to them on the phone. I had to take their word for it. They said they work directly with vineyards to cut out the middleman, which saves you 
money. I that I could understand. That's when I sort of got back on board and, and dug it. Uh, if you uh, want to try it out, they've got a no risk, one hundred percent guarantee that you will love what they send you, and it's going to be about a third of what you'd pay at the store. Right now, Club W is offering my brother, my brother, and me listeners fifty percent off your first order. When you go to clubw.com slash my brother, that's clubw.com slash my brother and get 50% off your first order. Now, also, they come with really fun cards yes. that mm-hmm. like give you not only what you could pair it with, but like a recipe of stuff you could pair it with. And my favorite is I got a really great Zinfandel that we just went to town on during game night. And it's like, do you want to pair it with something? Pair it with like chicken tenders and pizza and enjoy it during a, a football game. Yeah. And I was like, that's so cool. Thank you. Or maybe a uh, basketball game. Yeah. I, Remind I, me, what's basketball? It's the one with hoops and balls in it. But I, I, I can recommend a good pairing for that. And that is... Uh, and I, this is another thing that I'm going to be working on next year during my time off from the podcast. Is I, I've been developing my own wine, and it's called Griffin McRoy Slam Dunk Sports Wine. And it's it is something that you can take with you to a game. Um, you may have to sneak it in, depending. Like if it's a child's basketball game, you probably can't bring alcohol into that. Um, but it pairs really nicely. Like like the when you taste this wine, the flavor profile that it has just like matches up with watching. Um, men, men and women like soar through the air with these beautiful orange balls and putting them through right. Now to be clear, though, paint. there what? are no electrolytes to speak of. In no, there the are McElroy sports. No, there wine. there are definitely extra bonus. Oh, so it's a good like rehydrating agent for post sports play. Yes, and um, there's little tinfoil balls in there, not so little that you'll like accidentally choke on them. Like you, when they touch your mouth, you'll know it. Um, but it kind of like. It also electrifies the flavor of this wine. There's like an alcohol oh, sort of cat- really? catalyst thing that goes on in there. Um, but is it, that what they mean when they talk about like tannins? Is that just tinfoil balls? Yes. Oh. Um, but anyway, that's sort of my new thing. My original name for Griffin McElroy's Slam Dunk Sports Wine was Michael's Secret Stuff. But apparently <laughs> they are already working on that for wine that is going to come out alongside Space Jam 2, um, which is weird because that one isn't going to have Michael in it as far as I, I know. Uh, you know it's gonna have Michael in it. Yeah, what am I saying? He's probably gonna be in there in the mix somewhere. Uh, I just hope they get Wayne Knight uh, back in there. Um, anyway, Griffin McElroy Slam Dunk Sports Sports Wine. You can find it uh, on Club W. Definitely, just look around. If you can't find it, it's your fault. That's user error. You didn't answer the questions. You didn't right. answer the questions right. There's a specific. It's almost a cheat code if you want to access this good wine. Trav, uh, this next message me is for Phil Davis. Thank you. thank you, Travis. Thank you. And it's from Rachel and Susanna, and they say, hey, Phil, thought you might be interested in this friendly reminder from the brothers that a birthday is a doodly-do, a ding-dong doodly-do, ding-dong-do. Happy birthday, how do you do? Open present, cake is too. Happy birthday to the funniest guy we know who always sounds really unfunny when we try to describe him <laughs> to people. That's savage. <laughs> Um, do you feel good about, thanks for jumping on that phonetic grenade, Trav, um, saying all those words that you'll never be able to unsay, um, in the middle there, you know, when you did like a Mary Poppins scat break. Can I tell (laughs) you guys, I blacked out. Oh, good. There is, I don't know if it was the phonetic combination or what, but I don't remember what I said. I think when I look at the screen, it's just, it's just fuzzy now. I think when you did that, like Ned Flanders ska bridge there in the middle, um, 
it sort of activated you, Manchurian Candidate style? I think it opened, it was the incantation that opened up the black gates to the Underdark. Yes. Uh, the obsidian wall has began to crumble mm-hmm. thanks to Travis's incantations. And I got, I'm glad I could help. Uh, and a spectral army is, is marching through that crevice. Uh, all chanting in time, a ding dong doodly do. Um, I got a message. Kill Phil Davis. Kill Phil Davis. Kill Phil Davis. Ding dong doodly do. I got another message here, and it's from Cody and Leah, and it's from Brandon, who says, "Ding dang, dingy dong ding, ding along dong dong dong." No, I'm just kidding. He says human English words like "Congratulations on your recent engagement." Love and best wishes to you from your friends and family back home in the flooded swamp that is Florida. Or Flo Rida. Oh, mommy. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Say it right. <laughs> oh, mommy. Oh, mommy. Uh, ooh, mommy. Love your twinniest brother, Brandon. Or perhaps twinest. But I think it's twinest. <laughs> your stringiest brother. <laughs> Love your your noodly, spindly brother, Brandon Longarms Johnson. Um, uh, congrats. Uh, Cody and Leah, it sounds like you got a good thing going. Um, stay safe in Florida. You never know what's waiting for you around each corner in Florida. Could be a gator. Could be a Florida gator. Another basketball sports thing. Are you troubled by a lack of astute yet dick joke filled analysis of bad movies? Do you experience feelings of laughter and enjoyment when you hear three friends go off on stupid tangents? Have you or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, ghost, or totally rad party dude house cat who really only exists as a sound effect? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then pick up your podcast listening device of choice and subscribe to The Professionals. The Flop House. Our award-winning and usually only a little drunk staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your bad movie podcast needs. The Flop House. We're, We're ready, ready to, to make you laugh in public so that other people look at you funny. Hit it! I'm pretty sure we don't have the rights to this song. Do you guys want a Yahoo? Yes! yes. Got a Yahoo here at Sin and by a uh, game recognized game, Rachel Rosing. Thank you, Rachel. It's by Yahoo Answers user Anton who asks. How do I get my parents out of the house? I'm a sophomore in high school and want to throw mm. a party. My parents are mm. kind of strict, but please give me ideas and advice to get them out of the house so I can have a party. Don't. Are you kidding me? That's how you want to start this off? When was the last time you watched one of those hilarious teen comedies where the person throwing the party, at the end they were like, man, I'm really glad that happened and nothing priceless was destroyed. How about any house party movie? Yeah. There was not. I'm sorry. At the end of every house party movie, there wasn't a moment where they learned not to throw a house party. No, because I have like, not seen them. They made like nine of them. Travis, you just like, the, I. It's just, it's just, we're not have to do any of this. We host a comedy p- podcast, right? What was, what was step B after don't have a party? What's the joke? You tell maybe me, choose you tell a me, different activity to have at your house. You, you tell like me a study th- sesh. You tell me the next ten words, and I'll drop out of this race right now. <laughs> Convince your friends to have a party at their house. It's not, it's, it doesn't seem like a, a fertile that comedy was 10 ground. Words, no, by he, the way. He, he crushed it. Hear me out. What you need to do 
Rather than convince your parents to leave their house, convince your parents to have your friend's parents over for a game night or a dinner, and then you throw a party at your friend's Sell house. Sell me. But then you're out. No. You're, you're no, hands you're not allowed. No, you're not allowed to outline any more steps of this until you sell me role-playing. Justin's your mom. I'm your dad. You're Travis, and you're trying to get it to convince us to invite over your friend's parents for a game night between adults. And now, go. You guys ever play Settlers of Catan? Hello, my son. Okay, wait. You're a ghost, Mom. What? No. <laughs> I'm your mother. Uh, no. Were you guys saying the other day how you never hang out with friends anymore? Uh, no. Well, I don't have time because I'm too busy working and taking care of you, you old shit. Oh, uh, Dad, you seem so stressed. Have another glass of Griffin McElroy sports wine. <laughs> oh, I need it. I've got a root for my spurs. <laughs> What are you guys come doing on. tomorrow night? Oh, come Just on. Just another boring night of staring at each other uh, if you regret your life decisions? I can't, well, I can't do anything tomorrow night. i got to watch my Spurs dunk. <laughs> Maybe you can play the game of life and make different life decisions where you don't have kids. This Unfortunately, is... I have to make your father his special Spurs dunk <laughs> treats or else he gets she's, very angry. She's, she's got to mow my sports wine. <laughs> mow it up good it's for pizza. a holiday, holiday treat. <laughs> It's just frozen cauliflower, but chopped up. It's the only thing you eat. It's like a baby. I'm a simple man. All I need is my roughage and my sports wine. <laughs> and for my spurs to get a damn rebound. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to turn off the TV for just a second. Come on. So oh, don't you dare. I paid good money for that TV service. Okay, can we just take a break it's from the Spurs for one second? It's Here. a poster of the Spurs with cardboard around it. Yeah, but that poster's got a TiVo hooked up to it. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm Captain. Mom, I'm, all I'm the worried moments. about Dad. This is. I'm worried about him too. The year is 1978, and what is TiVo? We haven't even. I don't even think there's the San Antonio yet. We haven't even annexed San Antonio from Mexico, let alone built. Uh, the Dunkinest sports franchise in history up in there. Dad. Glug, glug, glug. Yes? Mm, this is an intense flavor profile. Oops, we're switching roles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm your dad. Oh, God. <laughs> no, dad. Now I'm the mama. Gotta love me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I just had an idea for a TV show. <laughs> And that's how Dinosaurs was created. Shit, Travis, you know what? You're right. That was way better than anything that we could have come up with. <laughs> I forgot the question. Something about parties, right? Throwing a party. How do you get your parents out of the house? How do you recommend to your parents to leave the house so that you can have a ballin'-ass party up in there? Well, let's let's rip the kimono open. <laughs> Let's pull oh the ripcord. Let's throw the kimono Did, in the garbage. Have let's, any of the three of us ever been... Let's get in the shower and let our disposable kimono melt into the drain. <laughs> our rice paper kimono. Have any of the three of us ever been to a party in which what? the parents were not home... Yes. ...and they threw it... Okay. ...and got caught I, at the end? I don't know that I have been. I All of my parties have been above board. All the proper paperwork was filed with the city. Okay. See, I we I did not get my permit to get torn um, at my friend's house. And by friend, I mean somebody that, like, my friend Mark knew. And I, we rolled up to his house. I was like, hey, cool spot. Everybody here is really, really drunk. And I was there for maybe 15 minutes. I got torn. And his parents rolled up like, mm -mm, nope. And it was, uh, it, that was an important night for me because I never broke the rules again after that. 
And did you learn from Mark or Mark's secondary acquaintance how the parents were convinced to leave the home, or had the parents just left for a minute and they threw I, like honest you know, a pop-up party? I honest to God think they went to like Kroger's. Like the parents went to Kroger's and they're like, everybody get over here quick. Because um, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it didn't work. So whatever plan they had fucking sucked. And I felt like I was going to get yelled at, which would have been crazy. It was like, Griffin, we expected so much more than you. Like, I don't even know your son. Well, how do you know me? How do you know me? In this housing market, don't you think you could find like a foreclosed home? Oh my throw God. A party in? The roundhouse. You're, ta- you're <gasps> talking about a camp nowhere. A-, a bunch of kids go in on a house in Huntington. Fuck it. They can buy our childhood home. Ten, ten teens who save up their paychecks for what, like three months, could buy yeah. our ancestral home and have a fucking party hangout spot. Yep. They're going to have to go, whichever one of them can grow a mustache is going to have to be the one who signs the paperwork. Hi, I'm Philip Homeowner, and I, <laughs> I'm i going to pay cash, please. This is my associate, Greg Mortgage. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mr. Mortgage. Um, Will you accept coupons also? For two uh, houses? For two houses? Yeah, this is a great concept. So teens get together and they take, it's sort of like, like it's also about the housing crisis, right? Like, uh-huh. It's sort of like the big short, but like the it, for teens. And uh, the teens buy a house. Why couldn't they do that? Like why could, if you had to, like if they can get enough money for a bunch of teens to like, go to Spain together? Right. Like, why mm-hmm. couldn't they kick in a few Gs to, like, buy a house that they could all party in all the time? Right. And then they, like, okay, okay, here's the movie. They get Party House, right? And they uh-huh. all kick in the money and they buy Party House and they start having parties there constantly. But you know what happens? What? Like, they, some of them start getting sick of it because the other ones leave messes there. And it's like, uh-huh. no, you don't understand. This is Party House. We do what we want. And the other one's like, we have to take care of Party House. Please pay your portion of the rent on Party House. Please uh-huh. clean up after yourself to Party House. And then it's just a regular house. You never go grocery shopping. We're running out of groceries at Party House. I don't right. love you anymore. <laughs> Wait, what? what? Um, I yeah. think I can't think of a single reason why this wouldn't work. There's no well, reason. I would love to see a scene in Party House where there's like one person who's like, I don't really like the crown molding. And it's like, dude, like... We're just going to, like, get really this, drunk here. Oh, my God. It's a whole franchise, right? We do the film, and the film's going to be very successful. And then we have a new HGTV show. and it's <gasps> HGTV Teen Party House. HGTV, the T stands for teens. Wait. Uh-huh. I think the T is just part of TV. I think it's just tele. Yeah. I think it might be home and garden teen videos. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's me, Martha Stewart, too. I'm coming to all you teens. I'm the young Martha Stewart for teens. Today we're going to put nachos in your garden. This isn't your mom's garden. <laughs> Wait, what? This is me, Martha Stewart, you know. too. Bury those, bury those cheesy little guys up in the ground. Make sure you water them every day. You got to have responsibilities if you want to harvest these nachos. Today I made this, this precious pergola all out of skateboards. <laughs> <laughs> I built a cozy to keep my whippets in. <laughs> this isn't your mom's Martha Stewart. That's Martha Stewart, my mom. I'm Martha Stewart too for teens. <laughs> and don't forget to get hardwood floors. It's easier to clean up puke. Maybe a nice linoleum, but that's not going to have a lot of resale value. 
Uh, Make sure there's lots of pictures of jugs on the wall. Well, no, teens don't necessarily know like to. jugs. Mason of jugs. Mason jugs. Yeah, like mason jugs. Like mason, they're like mason jars, but bigger. Uh, oh um, boy. Yeah. What about uh, Antine's Roadshow? Now, hear me out. That's not an HGTV product. Can I hit you guys with this? I have a house that I'm having trouble selling. Yes. Could I do a sort of rental? By the day, promise no sex stuff or drugs that are too hard. There are teen nightclubs, Justin. I guarantee that there's a legal loophole that will let you rent a house to teens. I rent my home to teens. Are you? Hi, I'm Justin McRoy. Do you want to find out how I made my millions? Okay, but what? Let's part the kimono just a little bit here, gang, because we're describe what we're describing is Airbnb. And I'm gonna get one corner of my kimono stuck in the document shredder <laughs> and just watch as it's disintegrated. Yes. Just take it off. When I take it, don't stay in the kimono. It's trapped in the paper shredder. I'm gonna step out of the taxi and I'm gonna shut uh-huh. a little bit of my kimono in it and it's gonna drive off with it. I'm gonna sell my kimono to buy you a watch chain for your watch. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna but, buy I wanna sell my kimono to buy you a box for your kimono. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, what, what we're describing is home away or Airbnb, which is a th- thing that exists. But it brings up a good question that I guess speaks volumes about sort of my ethics that I've never really thought about this before. Because we we do those a lot. Like we do lake house weekends here in Austin sometimes, and we party the fuck out of those spots. Um, but that's like somebody's digs. That's like somebody's house. Like, what's the age? I bet it's eighteen, which could be someone who turned eighteen in like September. The first and has like of a, September, a bunch of like senior year of high school. Crazy fifteen-year-old friends that just like run wild, like a plague of locusts up on these spots. But what I'm saying is like, can you? Can are you? Ethically speaking, legally, uh-huh. legally, I think you're clear. Ethically speaking, can you bone down in an Airbnb? Um, yeah. My Hold baby on. was conceived in an Airbnb. Is that true? Yup. So we know hey, we're just- hey, thank you, Philip and Judy, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, that's like what I'm saying. Like, it, it, I'm not even talking about a lake house anymore. I'm talking about like somebody's apartment in a city you don't live in. And you like roll up there like, thanks for a place to lay my weary head. And also to <laughs> definitely bone down to go to the bone zone in. Um, thanks for that. Maybe that's the only reason you put a place up on an Airbnb because you're dirty. You're dirty and you love those thoughts. But how do you is vote, that different from like no? a hotel? Well, because a hotel, a hotel is not like this is Travis's room in the hotel. Would you like to make love in it? <laughs> but, but I don't think that I don't think that the main use case for Airbnb is like I'm going to be away tonight. Somebody can live in my house and I'll get you in the morning. Like I don't <laughs> think that that's usually what Airbnb the way it works. Do you think is is somewhere in the Airbnb clause? There's got to be like. A specific section that, like, where you swear that you didn't put cameras in your house, right? Like, I'm gonna rent my Airbnb out, and I promise, 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 I don't have super creepy cameras everywhere. I, I, I have a policy every time I go to an Airbnb, I check the toilet for cameras. If there aren't any there, I don't care how long it takes. I wait until they go and buy some and install them (laughs) because. (laughs) Or else, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? I'm doing some serious butt work in here. I went all. I went to all the trouble to get that tattoo. Yeah, I got if nobody tattoo. sees it, then what's the point? If I why have I been perfectly sculpting my glutes if nobody's yeah. gonna watch? You know, art in a vacuum is not art. Mm. 
also, please let a camera in the vacuum for various reasons. Did you hear about that guy that spent $2 million on the only picture of Justin's tight, tight butt um, that exists in the world? And he's not going to share it with anybody. It's just his. Let's get this. Let's get this idea moving. Let's get this. Let's let's sell this your house, Justin, as a camp nowhere hang zone for teens. Now there might be some police run-ins. Well, they would have to be discreet. Absolutely, like we're not going to hang a sign on the front door that's like Justin McElroy's dope motel for lit teens. <laughs> Teen getaway. Just a place where teens should go and relax for once. Just get away from the parents and maybe do some reflecting. Wink. Maybe Wink. you just call the place Wink. Oh, that's good. But now we're talking about a teen nightclub, and we don't want that. Don't we? Because we've already done that. We don't want to. Yeah, play we've already conquered that market. What if we call it the Gym Factory 2? <laughs> but it's just J I M because it's Jim's house. What if we. <laughs> Well, what if we just open up a place called Pant Stains? <laughs> <laughs> and then next door, we open up a Dry Cleaners. Synergy. Yep. And then we open up another teen nightclub next door to that called Synergy, but S-I-N. Oh, my God. He can't be stopped. Griffin McElroy's Huntington, West Virginia Revitalization Project. It's now seeking investors. Were you saying, were you say, well, okay, what, then we put a church next to that on the other side to help uh -huh. you. Like, you're just saying, like, a chain. And then next to that, we put a Popeye's chicken for after church lunch meals. We don't put a church's chicken? Come on, Griffin. And then next to that, we do a church's chicken because that's just like okay. competition. We don't want to monopolize the market. I see. Okay, got Next it. to that, we put a bathroom house. What's that? Well, it's a place you go to use the bathroom, but you have to pay 25 cents each time you do it. And also, we have to remove bathrooms from gyms, the gym factory and from Synergy and from the church. And um, and next to that, a basketball stadium, and we're playing SimCity now. Yeah. Oh, we're going to put a basketball stadium on that, but that's just for me. And it's going to have a, a watchtower on top of it so I can watch. Oh, no. Godzilla's my... attacking. Oh, no. Well, we better get. No SimCity pull, huh? I no ran Sim out. Pull. Um, oh, that's all right. And on that disappointing note, it's time to end this episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. We hope you all have had a lot of fun. We know we have in some parts. Um, can we do? Can I change the name of Huntington? If I'm putting this much work into it, can I call it something else? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Bluntington. <laughs> nice. nice. Crushed it. Uh, James Bluntington. <laughs> if you, Big uh, fan. Big fan. <laughs> if you want to come see us in Bluntington... Uh, we are uh, uh, going to do a show December 21st. It's about 80% sold out. Um, so get get on it. Go get your tickets. Go to uh, candlenights.net and buy tickets to come see us. It's December 21st, 8 p.m. Uh, I think it's like 20 bucks. Um, and you can see us and Sawbones, uh, Marital Tour of Misguided Medicine that I do with my wife. Uh, both of those shows at 8 p.m. Uh, that address again is candlenights.net net or dot org if you prefer uh we also want to say thanks again to me undies who are dedicated to offering the most comfortable underwear if you go to me undies.com slash my brother you can get 20 percent off your first order you should go do that they're amazing um i want to thank john roderick and the long winters for the use of our theme song it's a departure off the album putting the days to bed been getting a lot of tweets from people uh that are listening to uh john roderick and jonathan colton's uh christmas album one christmas at a time it's a really good album good good eye uh, picking like picking that one up. Between is is my favorite on there. Yeah, uh, you should also go on our Facebook group 
and check out, we put up the um, MBNBA Angels. Justin, tell us all about it. Uh, well, sir, we're, a bunch of us are kicking in uh, to help f- some people here in West Virginia have slightly better Christmas. Uh, a lot of hard time, people falling on hard times. And we, and mainly the listeners of my brother, my brother, and me are going to help him out. Uh, you can get details on how to do that and how to become a my brother, my brother, me angel. Basically, uh, the, the on our Facebook page, um, my brother, my brother, me appreciation group. The short version is though, uh, if you can buy a few gifts for somebody in our area and you let us know about it, then we'll record a personal thank you for you. So let's uh, make Christmas happen for some folks. Uh, go to Facebook and search for the my brother, my brother, me appreciation group, and you can find the the top post there. Will be about the angels program. Or you can go to mbmbam.tumblr.com, and uh, it'll be the first post there as well. Uh, You should also go check out all the other amazing Maximum Fun shows. Um, There's tons on there, and you're going to find one that you love. Uh, Guys, they just put up a trailer for the Independence Day sequel, so I actually have to go. Um, Can you guys finish the show sort of without me? You can think of it as practice for next year when I'm on my my basketball voyage. I would love to listen to whatever it is you're saying, but they just dropped a uh, trailer for the new Independence Day movie, mm. so I've got to go watch that. Guys, I hate to jump in. Sorry, I don't want to overtalk, but they just put up a trailer for Independence Day. I wasn't paying attention to whatever shit you guys Guys, I about. hate to interrupt the two of it while you're talking about whatever you're talking about, but they just put up a trailer for Beaches 2, and I have to leave, and I have to watch the Beaches 2 trailer immediately. Son of a beach? Son of a son of a beach, yeah, it's what it's called. So anyway, shares in it, and I just got to go just jerk off to this thing real quick. Super. Do you guys part. heard about Back to the Future too? Anyway, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for uh, listening to our program. Life's a beach. Andy. Life's a oh. beach is actually the name of it. <laughs> Life's a beach. Griffin, uh, you have to read a Yahoo Answers, or I'm going to die. Okay, here's the final Yahoo, and then we can get to the important stuff that we need to do. And uh, it was sent in by Zoe Kinski. Climb that ladder. Thank you, Zoe. It's by Yahoo Answers user number five who asks. Did you lose all respect for Steve Gutenberg as a serious actor when he did Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. Go on, watching the trailer. Finish it. This is from my brother. My brother made kiss your dad's scrubble lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, my name is Justin McElroy. And I'm Dr. Sydney McElroy. We host the medical history podcast Sawbones, a tour of all the weird, stupid, terrible, horrifying, hilarious ways that we've tried to fix people over the years. If you haven't been listening to Sawbones, you've missed out on topics like the Seasick Proof Saloon, the woman who gave birth to bunnies, the unkillable Phineas Gage, the true story of Typhoid Mary polio and you can check out sawbones every wednesday by going to itunes or wherever podcasts are sold they don't sell podcasts i told you this or presented (laughs) offered for free it's free what better selling point could there be than that every wednesday maximumfund.org or wherever podcasts are offered it's sawbones